Hello and welcome to the Spirit World Center. This is a Clubhouse Q&A that we're having uh, covering what's the higher self and what is an astral hall of records. And so we are recording these live on Clubhouse and, uh, and putting them up on the, uh, on the podcast. So uh, depending on where you're listening to this, welcome and hello. So let's get down to business. So what is a higher self? Well, a higher self is the true you, okay? It is you at its, its deepest, at your deepest level. The metaphor that we like to use when talking about the higher self is that it's like, it's like if you went to a dock on a calm lake and you sat down on the dock and you uh, put your, your, your toe in the water, right? And the water is the physical world. And you sitting there on the dock, that is your higher self. That's you in the spirit world, right? That's the spiritual expression of your higher self, the, the highest spiritual expression of your highest self, of yourself. And so dipping that toe in the spirit, in, in the physical world, that is an incarnation, right? That toe is now temporarily cut off from the rest of the higher self. And it is in this realm of matter. It's having this experience of reality. And in that experience, it has amnesia of its origins. It has forgotten that it is part of this higher self, this big self sitting on the dock. It only knows that it is a toe, it has amnesia of its origins, and it just knows it's a toe in the water. And that's very much where we are left a lot of the time, right? We are this being that has come into this body, but we are, we have amnesia of our origins. We don't know who we are or why we're here, and we can very easily start to identify with our material selves and with material reality to a very large degree. And so that, of course, is not, um, it's not helpful if you want to have a, a very elevated spiritual life. And in fact, that amnesia is uh, part of the game, right? It's part of the game. It, it, it's, of course, not necessary in terms of how uh, your higher self has to incarnate, but it's just part of that game. It's part, your higher self has goals that it wants to achieve within this existence. It has goals. And yet it also wants to have some fun with it. It wants to have some challenge, right? If the higher self just came in here fully aware, there would be no challenge. There would be no learning as well. And that's, that's one of the big parts, the learning, right? You would not be learning about yourself. Your higher self would not be learning about itself. You learn about yourself by putting yourself through struggles. You learn about yourself by putting yourself through challenges. And that's what this life is. And so... As a toe, as you are now, as a single incarnation, you enter this life, you have amnesia, and then you move through this life in a way where you eventually, maybe, if you're lucky, find your true will, right? This is a big idea within esotericism especially, is that your higher self has a purpose. It has a certain pattern that it likes to create in this world. It has a certain, um, it has a certain goal 
that it keeps pushing for from life to life, from incarnation to incarnation. And it will repeatedly work for that. It will repeatedly work towards that. And this, this goal can be very different, right? So for some of us, especially on the spiritual path, it can be waking up, right? The goal can be entering this reality, having amnesia, and then remembering who we are and elevating ourselves back to this, this elevated state where we can see and understand the reality we find ourselves in. Right? That is, that's a goal, but that's not for everyone. Some people... You know, they, uh, their higher selves are more about creating patterns of security and family or taking care of others, right? And so this type of being could just be, you know, the perfect family person, protecting and taking care of a family. And that is enough for them. By doing so, they are fulfilling their higher self's purpose. You know, others... They might be, uh, you know, warriors deep down, you know. They might be there to fight for their community. And so there is ultimately a, a symphony going on, a symphony in which we're all playing different instruments. Our higher selves are each, you know, aficionados of particular inf instruments. And we keep coming back and playing the same instrument in different ways, learning how to play that instrument better and better every time we do so. And that, um, but together, all these higher selves playing all these different instruments play this one complete symphony. So that's an important thing to remember, is that even though your higher self has a, a goal, a, uh, a, a, a certain end uh, goal for this life, it doesn't have to be the same as anyone else's. Uh, goal, anyone else's true will, anyone else's meaning of their life. So that there's a there's a great deal of variety there. Now, regarding the higher self incarnating, right? So as we're talking about the the person sitting on the dock, dipping their toe in the water, the person being the higher self, the toe being this current incarnation. Well, when you dip that toe and then lift it back up, right? That's one incarnation. But then you can dip it back in again, and again, and again, and again. And that, of course, is reincarnation, right? You are repeatedly putting that consciousness into the physical realm and having an experience. Now, the interesting thing is that your higher self will remember, right? Your higher self is learning from incarnation to incarnation. It is learning by itself through experience. By interacting with others, it learns about itself, right? This is a key principle within mysticism especially, is that if you sit there all by yourself for an eternity, you're not going to learn about yourself. You're not going to learn what's inside of you because there's no interaction. There's no, in fact, there's no action. There's no other and self there's no, well, there's no self and other, there's no object and subject, there's no actor and acted upon, right? It's only when you engage with others, with, an, uh, with another point of view, with another, uh, with another perspective, that you learn. And we're not talking about dialogue or conversation here, although that, that's part of it sometimes, right? In, in, in some 
versions of this, but rather just in acting, just in interacting, just by having a life in which you're interacting with someone who is not uh, you and therefore is not controlled by you. You learn about yourself because you are are acting and reactive and, and otherwise um, having this experience that you can learn. And that's why we incarnate. That's why we come into this physical world, so that we we learn from life to life how best to uh, unfold our particular patterns within this world. And, of course, the lessons of those patterns are not lost. They're not lost after each life. Uh, as the physicists say, right, uh, uh, that information cannot be destroyed. And so what we find is that that information is stored within the higher self. It is not lost. And of course, through channeling and through meditation, you can connect with that information stored within the higher self. You can access it because it is, uh, it is there within your system within your energetic system, right? You are a toe, and you are part of that body. And so therefore, you can access the mind of that being who is sitting on that dock. And often when we're talking about working with Akashic Records or connecting with a Hall of Records, a spiritual Hall of Records, often we are connecting with that memory that our higher self has. The, the memory of and the lessons of all these past lives that are contained within that higher self. Now, an important thing to remember, therefore, right, is that often the Akashic records of the higher self, they're seen as these objective, right, uh, sources of information in which objective being that's not opinion, Right? It's not based on a point of view, but rather it's this, you know, um, the supreme source of, of knowledge that is absolutely true and is, uh, is not subject to any type of, uh, of criticism, right? It just simply is true. And in fact, what I find is that a lot of the times when people are connecting with this kind of sources of information, they're connecting with the memories and the stored lessons of their higher self. And these are all lessons and knowledge that came from lives, from particular lives and particular points of view. And so even though it's very good information, it's important to remember that it's still opinion. And this is actually something that you encounter a lot when you are getting into, say, shamanic studies and such, is that when you are working with spirits, right, you it's easy to think that, well, because they're so much higher up and they're in the spirit world and they can see farther and all this, it's easy to think that they are infallible, right? And that they know everything and that you just have to sit back and do whatever they say and everything will be perfect. And here's the thing. They are very wise. They are very knowledgeable, but they are still consciousnesses having experience and they are not the ultimate source. They are not. And so they are, um, they are very much, you know, consciousnesses that have their own point of view, their own, and therefore their 
that what they say is very much opinion, even if it's very wise, right? Even there is no objective truth going on there. It is all uh, based on you know their relative truth, their their experience of reality, and their own personal belief structures. Right. This is something you find all the time. Is that if you go to uh, different um, animal spirits, let's say you go to uh, you know tiger spirit uh, versus um, let's say whale spirit, right? You will get very different opinions from each one as to what is good in life. And of course, a lot of this. Uh, is um, it comes from their own particular patterns, right? The pattern of a whale is very different from the life pattern, from the energetic pattern of a, of a, of a tiger. And therefore, you get a big difference in the advice, right? A, lot, a, a tiger might advise you, you know, to stand up and fight for what is yours, mark your territory, you know, let's say you have a, a boss who's giving you trouble, right? It's like, you know, stand up to her, mark your territory, um, be strong, don't take any uh, any bull. And whale spirit, you know, might come in with, uh, with this idea, well, okay, you know, your boss might be having a very hard time of it, you know, give her love, give her that connection. And look, you are a strong being, you can, you can get through this and um, just, just try to give love and empathy. But of course, you know, do the things that you need to do in order to, uh, in order to get through the situation, but you know, come with love. And, you know, so you could get these kind of different, these kind of different uh, stances on things. And this is to be expected. They are spirits with their own particular patterns, their own particular, uh, the, therefore, encoded perspectives on what is good in life and what you want to achieve. And, uh, and therefore, it's always important to consider the source that you're getting information from. Uh, it's not like any of the source is good or bad. You know, any of this information is good or bad. It's just, you, you know, if you were asking for information from someone in this reality, right? In this physical reality, if you're talking to a person and you went to them and asked, okay, uh, what should I do about my relationship, right? Well, you would consider first off that the, the information coming from this person is their opinion, right? It's not some universal truth that you have to follow blindly. And also, you would look at the source and say, okay, where are they coming from, right? What relationship decisions have they made? Do they have happy relationships? You know, you, you would judge and qualify the information based on the things that you can see uh, in, the, in the pattern of the person you're asking. And so this, of course, is very important when working with spirit still to, to consider the source and you know, therefore, if you are a person who's really filled with love and this is how you like to, to handle related situations, then you would want to turn to whale spirit for their type of advice. If you have this real aggressive warrior tendency within you, you might want to turn to, to tiger spirit, right? And you can see how it could cause mixed signals and, and, and uh, um, advice that maybe isn't the best for you if you were not considering the source that you were working with. And of course, this therefore also applies to the Akashic records or to, um, to the records and the memories stored within your higher self. It's important to remember that this is information that was accumulated by your higher self and your 
previous incarnations that were engaging in particular patterns of activity. And so it is not necessarily, well, it's not objectively, you know, 100% um, true, you know, this is gospel type information. It is opinion garnered from many lives. And so when you connect with it, it's an always important to have a grain of salt to realize that this is opinion. So that that's something I want to really hammer in. But yes, you can absolutely connect with this information, and it's a wonderful bit of information to connect with. And I suppose just to hammer it in a little more, what I'm really trying to say here is that when you are connecting with Akashic Records or any kind of any kind of uh, apparent information repository on the other side in the spirit world always take it with a grain of salt don't just take everything that comes through as gospel as absolutely true um, first off it is in the realm of opinion but secondly and, and experience experience as well right you're dealing with the experiences of people which can be incomplete and they can only get you so far sometimes uh, but also, there can be certain loss in data, right? That when you're connecting with these sources of information and then bringing it back, as your consciousness is interacting with it, it can change from what it, from what that information is on the other side to what you're able to bring back with you. Okay, this is, it's like going to the fridge, right? And having some food in there that you really love but the thing is that when you open that fridge and take it out okay unfortunately as you're going from this rarefied you know more pure spirit world down to our physical reality as you're taking that food out it can change right it by the time you get to the table perhaps it hasn't spoiled but it has wilted a little bit and this is what can certainly happen with information when you're bringing it from the spiritual realms, is that it can lose some of its uh, nature and it can, it can become a bit more base, a bit more earthy, a bit more material, um, a bit off uh, when it comes to what the true message is in the spirit world. And that's one of the one of the, the big tragedies is that it, of course, it can be very difficult to connect with those messages uh, in the spirit world and to really bring them back because some messages just are not our minds are not capable of bringing them back, bringing them uh, bringing them back to the physical world, and so. You know, this, of course, can happen sometimes when you're dreaming, when you wake up and you have this thought that is just unbelievably perfect and insightful. And you can't even put your finger on it, but you just know that you had it. And then suddenly it's gone. And that has happened to me more times than I can tell it is one of the most frustrating things where it's like you feel like you've had this unbelievable breakthrough. You figured out reality. And then suddenly, wait a minute, what was that thought? Right? And it's like you're not meant to bring it back because you're just not capable of it. It's too spiritually rarefied, right? It exists at that high level, but you can't bring it back. So that's that's something to bear in mind when you're working with these kind of repositories of information. 
And so, let's see, where else to go with this? Yeah, I think that's that's good for now. Um, so everybody, I'm, I'm going to close out the, the podcast recording part that I'm doing and just... Uh, then stick around for the uh, for the questions to follow. So uh, thank you everyone for for joining, and um, of course we're going to have many of these Q and A sections uh, sessions in the future. So hope to see you then. Lots of love and light, and take care.